Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode two of page 394. We're living the magic page by page. Your hosts today are Juju, Rachel, and Zoe with featured guest host Heather. Heather, go ahead and say hi. Hi. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell your Harry Potter story? Oh, gosh. Okay. So I'm Heather. Hi, Heather. This feels like Harry Potter AA. I'm Heather, and I'm a, I've been addicted since I was, like, nine. Harry uh, Potterholic. Heather, you're part of the Harry Potter generation as well. I am. Yes. I, let's see. I got all the books once one through four were out, and I got them all for Christmas, and then devoured them instantly. And I have what I call a very unhealthy obsession with Harry Potter, because... I view it more as reality than real reality is. Because it is. It's part of our lives. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. I have a tattoo of Harry Potter. I wish the characters were real. They are real. They're real to us. And that I could crawl inside of the books. Just because it's happening inside your head doesn't mean oh, it's not real. beautiful quote, Rachel. Exactly. You want to tell how you and Patrick met? Ah, yes. This is a lovely story. It's a Harry Potter meet cute. It was the day before Halloween, and Heather was drunk. <laughs> As she mostly is on Halloween. Exactly. And she went to a party where she was playing flip cup with Jaeger moms. Bad idea. Ooh. I think I just threw up a little bit. Yeah. As she walked outside to get some fresh air, she saw a man, and he was dressed like Harry Potter. And the first word she ever spoke was a drunken shout of, You're Harry Potter! Then he took care of my drunk ass. Did you say holy cricket? No, I didn't. <laughs> I just drunkenly shouted and was super excited that someone else liked Harry Potter as much as I did. And then he ended up taking care of me because he's a gentleman. He's a sweetheart. And got me sober so I could go back home. And didn't make a move on her. Let's take a moment to appreciate Patrick. We love Patrick. He'll be on the show at some point. And that is the story of Harry Potter True Love. Nice. How long have you been together? We've been together four years. When was the last time that you read Harry Potter in full? Oh, gosh. Actually, reading the books, it's been a few years, probably five years ago, but I'm listening to the audiobooks right now um, as I'm sleeping. So I listen to them, and then I fall asleep, and then I... Go backwards to the last thing I remember, (laughs) and then re-listen to it, and I'm on uh, book five right now. And you're listening to the notorious and wonderful Jim Dale? Of course. I don't like the other ones. (laughs) I was reading my chapters for this last night, and I realized that I read certain parts as Jim Dale in my head, and I was like, how many times have I listened to this that this is happening right now? Like the Sorting Hat song? Yes, there was this random parts where I could hear like, the inflection of his voice when he says chipolatas <laughs> and stuff, which, by the way, I had to Google finally what a chipolata was, and it's a sausage. Oh my god, what? <laughs> 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 I am not writing this song. <laughs> it's just, I was like glancing down and it's just like... Fresh sausage, and I was like, what? Is that fresh sausage? I can't say it now. I can't say sausage. I'm just going to stop talking. I can't say the word. Fresh sausage. Heather, I think you've had too much wine. Not even halfway through my glass. I just can't say sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what can't you say? (laughs) Heather, what was that? I'm not doing it anymore. So speaking of the sorting hat, I went on Pottermore, and... (laughs) 
course. This is what Pottermore says about the sorting hat. It's one of the cleverest enchanted objects most witches and wizards ever meet. It literally contains the intelligence of the four founders, can speak through a rip in its brim, and is sealed at... Okay, I need help pronouncing this. Legilimency? Legilimency. Legilimency, yeah. which enables it to look into the wearer's head and divine his or her capabilities or mood. It can even respond to the thoughts of the wearer, and that's from the sorting hat section of Pottermore. During the sorting, it was almost a statue of each founder choosing their students. So, like, the students would stand in front of the statues, and, like, Rowena Ravenclaw would just be like, Cho Chang, that's creepy. How weird would that be? And J.K. Rowling was just like, that's weird. And so she, then she started thinking, like, names drawn out of a hat. She's like, hat? Oh, you put on a hat. And then the sorting hat was born. That would be really creepy if you had to stand in front of statues and they were just like, I don't want you to go to the next one. <laughs> Talk about rejection <laughs> at an early age. And then, you get yeah. to, and then you get to Hufflepuff and it's like, it's okay, dearie. That's how we'll they be your were. friends. Hufflepuff had to always stay at the end of the line and the other three could stand wherever they wanted because she would just had to usher in the rejected ones. The Gryffindors and Slytherins would just fight their way to the top. Ravenclaw would be like, whatever. So this is like the Hunger Games sorting hat or whatever. <laughs> oh my god, that would fight be the best out. mashup ever. Fight it out, find your house. I love the sorting hat. The sorting hat is one of my favorite quote-unquote characters because it just kind of tells you, and I know on Pottermore, uh, Neville actually asked to be placed in Hufflepuff, but... The sorting hat was just like, nope, you're a Gryffindor, and almost caused a hat stall. See, the one problem with listening to the audio audiobooks when I go to sleep is that I then start thinking of all the Harry Potter theory as I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, that doesn't help. And I have had so many conversations about the sorting hat. So let's let's explore that, therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I believe if I actually got to put the sorting hat on my head, it would be a combination of what happened with Harry and Draco Malfoy. Is it would only touch my head for like a half a second before it shouted out Gryffindor, but as it was being taken away, it would seductively whisper, Would have done great in Slytherin, <laughs> and then be gone. And it has to be a seductive whisper because that's how I picture it in my head. I can't imagine anything but a seductive whisper with you. Right? You are a seductive whisper. You don't really actually go through many sortings after this because of all the stuff that happens. But I absolutely love the first sorting, and you, when you reread it, you just, oh, Hannah Abbott, yeah, you know, that type of thing. It's almost like... I noticed there was, like, an abundance of Hufflepuffs. Like, the first three it were really Hufflepuffs, and were, like, Ravenclaws. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh. Yeah, and then the ends with a Hufflepuff or something. Like, there's another one in between there, and you're like... I always, I find the sorting from the first book interesting, because there's so many characters that fan fiction's, like pick out of there. Yeah. yeah. That's like, oh yeah, that's like, where they oh, were a mentioned. a name with no character development. <laughs> you guys read about the first 40? No? Well, this is the Pottermore thing. The first 40 are a bunch of names that J.K. Rowling came up with, either just to fill in as background or developed into, into a main character. You can kind of see her thought process. She has it all in Pottermore and crossed off like Neville's last name and Professor Quirrell became, was a student, and she took that name to use it as a professor. And that was pretty cool to read that and then read it in the book where it's just like, oh, Justin Finch-Letchley and all this other cool stuff that you see later on in the series. And it's not a huge main character, but they have this small backstory in the series. How does this hat make its decisions? That has been magic. my biggest question. No, it's more, it has to be more than just magic. Well, I just told you, legitimately. The thought process. It sees inside your head, so it sees parts of you that you're not even aware of yet, which I think is how they sort you, which, is there, is it a quote in the book, or am I making this up when somebody says, I sometimes wonder if we sort too soon? Uh, I think that was Dumbledore. Yeah, later on. Later on. It either is, or it's in a fan fiction, because I've read that too. 
It's definitely in the books because I don't read many fan fictions and I know that. Sometimes my yeah, my canon and fan fiction canon kind of skews together. That's why I thought Lavender was alive for a while. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Awkward. My bad, Juju. Just ignore us. Juju, what did you think of the chapters that we read? I don't know. I felt like I was in high school. Like, it just reminded me of school. Well, they're 11. <laughs> and yeah, when I've been reading this, there's certain passages where I'm really like, this is really written for, you know, elementary school age children. Yeah. It's the simpler language, and then it grows as it goes. I had a question about this section with the sorting. They're getting there, and it says, no one was talking much except Hermione Granger, who was whispering very fast about all the spells she'd learned and wondering which one she'd need. So this is like right before the sorting and none of them know it's coming. Why don't they talk about the sorting in Hogwarts of history? And then I was like, well, maybe she hasn't read it yet. But then no, she totally read it. Later, she, yeah, they walk in and he goes, he heard Hermione whisper, it's to be bewitched to look like the sky outside. I read about it in Hogwarts of history. So are you saying that that's inconsistent or? Well, I'm just saying, why does Hogwarts of history not talk about how, what the sorting entails? Is it like a big secret? No, I don't think so. I think she may have just forgot because remember Nicholas Fumel? She yeah. she couldn't remember where Nicholas Flamel came from. But this is the bitch that quotes Hogwarts a history through the whole series. Like <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I think that it's not in there because it feels like it's this big conspiracy secret that you don't tell anyone. Like parents don't tell their kids. Like siblings don't tell. Except that Harry's kids know about it. So Harry like maybe Harry told them. Well, because Harry's a bastard. <laughs> the fact that it might be a, a secret or not done to tell them just yet. Yeah. Like the boats. No one knows about the boats when they first go over. It's a big surprise. It's, it's all about the first year experience. Yeah, I feel like the first day of getting to Hogwarts, no one tells their kids because that's part of the magic of showing up and just being like, hey, look at all this yeah. awesome shit you're going to do. That makes sense. I absolutely <laughs> love how the school song is sung, speaking of the... Of Hogwarts. Of the Jim Dale version? Well, I just love how it's sung in general. I mean, Dumbledore's just like, choose your own tune and pace, and the Weasley twins are just like, Hogwarts, 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 you know? <laughs> the funeral march. <laughs> See, that was one of the parts when I read it, it was singing it in Jim Dale's voice in my head. I will say, though, when I, I was listening to the audiobooks to sort of brush up on these chapters, and all I could think of is, Dumbledore's a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, remember the words nitwit bubbles or so? I don't know. It was just like... Nitwit blubber. Oddment yes. tweet. I, I had that on my graduation cap. I remember that. Juge, what do you think of Dumbledore? I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on him yet. I like the song. You like the song? I do like the song. The Sorting Hat song or the Hogwarts school song? The Hogwarts song. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hogwarts. What did you think of the Sorting Hat song? Wait, I don't remember which one was which. There's too many songs. The Sorting Hat song <laughs> is the one that described all of the houses, and yeah. the school song was the one that talked about how Whether we be older, bolder, young with scabby knees, our heads could do with filling with some interesting stuff. For now they're bare and full of air, dead buys and bits of fluff. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Good job. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the Sorting Hat song. Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember it, to be honest. And Jim Dale sings it so pretty. He does an amazing job. You may not think I'm pretty. Don't judge me by what you see. This is more towards Heather and Rachel, but did you notice that Snape stares right into Harry's eyes? Yes. That yes. stuck out to me like a sore thumb. And that's when his scar hurts. And then later on, he asks all, where can I find a bazaar? And you can kind of tell he's testing to see if he has certain skills. Mm -hmm. Yes? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the book that I'm actually on, I'm just, like, seeing all these things from the first one. I'm like, oh, my God. The parallels. Yes. Did anyone see any other parallels between this and other books in the series without ruining it? It's hard to talk about, I know. I don't know if I can say anything without giving everything else away. So, there's this line, it says... He tried to empty his mind. He needed to sleep. He had to. He had his first Quidditch match in a few hours. But the expression on Snape's face when Harry has seen his leg wasn't easy to forget. And I was sitting there and I was like, Harry can't sleep because he can't empty his mind. Apparently this was not a new problem later down the road. Ah! No, it wasn't. And, like, they say that a lot about Harry. Like, there's another passage where Harry can't empty his mind. Pay attention, Juge. <laughs> yeah, you'll catch things none of us did the first read-through. Well, okay. then, like, the other part was when he leaves the common room in his invisibility cloak, and basically the fat lady is like, who's there? So he just runs off. I wonder if the fat lady eventually made the connection between when James was in school and that would happen, and that Harry was there and that was happening. Oh. And then got sad. <laughs> oh. She's one of my favorite side characters. And I really wonder if she figured it out. Oh, Harry's out of the freaking tower again. Has to know about the invisibility clicks. I mean, James spent seven years using it there. Like. The first time it happened, she was just like, wait, what? What's going on? And then it's like, oh, never mind. I got it. We have it. a potter in the house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can that be a t-shirt? Yeah. We have a potter in the house. Are you clearing the houses now, Juge? Yeah, Is it's that... kind of like a, like dorms. Yes, it's a lot like dorms. It, it's almost like schools within schools. It's like Greek houses, sort of. That's probably the closest similarity. It's very much yeah. like Greek houses. I actually related the houses more to uh, when I was in the Navy. We had different barracks. There you really? go. Yeah. Oh, okay, that, that would make sense. Okay. With the Sorting Hat song, do you kind of see yourself as a Gryffindor, or do you see yourself in a different house? Who? You. You. We know what houses we're in. Um, they already know that I'm a Gryffindor. So you get all the good quotes. Ravenclaw and Gryffindor. Whippy on measure. Cock, cock, but... I will say, I'm pretty jealous of Ravenclaw's little motto right there. Cock, cock, Right? Zoe's motto. I really don't want a tattoo unafraid of toil on my body anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Loyal, maybe. That could work. With the right picture. You still need that... Adorable little badger. Yeah, badger. I've been thinking about it. The one with the scarf. Ah, yes. Oh, so I found this passage that probably my reaction to it just illustrates how not Gryffindor I am. Okay, so I wanted to see how Heather reacts. So it says they had indeed been searching books for Flamel's name ever since Hagrid had let it slip. Because how else were they going to find out what Snape was trying to steal? And I was like, what do you need to know? <laughs> Because you have to Leave solve the mystery. You have to know. Just let it go. I can't even let that go. I need to know. Speaking of totally Gryffindor things, only Gryffindors would go after a freaking troll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes me a Gryffindor. Would you go after the troll too? Yeah, I would have gone after the troll. High five. I would have been the one crying in the bathroom, getting attacked by the troll. Aww. <laughs> See, I would have been so homesick. Aww. Right before my 11th birthday, when you still thought it was possible that you could get your Hogwarts letter, I really wanted it. But I was also terrified that I would get it and have to move away from home. Aww. Hufflepuff problems, man. Right? <laughs> Only a Hufflepuff would be simultaneously happy and sad over going to Hogwarts. I can make new friends, but I have to leave my family. Separation anxiety for the win. I'd be happy to leave my family. I'd be like, peace! <laughs> I'm gonna go learn things. <laughs> 
I wish I had gotten a letter at 11. You know what part I thought was really interesting was at Christmas, Harry says, will you look at this? I've got some presents. And Ron's like, what did you expect? Turnips? And then Aww. he says, Ron turned to his own pile, which was a lot bigger than Harry's. And I thought that was super interesting because we see a ton of character development with Ron about how he doesn't have a lot. But in this instance, he actually has more than Harry. That's very true. I've seen Ron on first movie and in memes and stuff like that. But it makes me wonder, did J.K. Rowling, like, name him Ron and give him this description based off of Ron Howard? (laughs) (laughs) What? Look at Ron Howard. Like, that's like Ron from Harry Potter. Like, the look, anyways. And Um. the the name, obviously. Because that's who I'm picturing. I'm picturing, like, little Opie Taylor, like, running around in Hogwarts. Ron is complex, very complex, but he is amazing. He is so loyal to Harry. They were fast friends, you know, oh, hey, Mitch, you got a freaking carriage, or on the platform, actually. So I'm going to sit next to you, and we're going to become buddies and hate this girl who's a know They're so mean to Hermione. <laughs> and I love that it's Ron that um, does one Guardian Leviosa. Yes. That made me happy. That's cool. That made my heart happy. Because it's been forever since I read it, but in the movie they say Leviosa when it's actually Wingardium that they correct. Yes, I thought that earlier. I was like, it's wrong. That annoyed me for years until I thought about it. Yeah, but she does such a fast turnaround too after the troll thing that you're like, whiplash. Well, she kind of had to. Yeah. Oh yeah, I should be nice to these people, they just saved my life. And that was one of the things that reminded me this is a children's book. The very first one was intended for young children. It's like, oh, well now we're friends and everything's good. (laughs) My complex adult mind is like, what just happened? At that time, that's how it works though. And it should work like that still. Should, but it doesn't, Hufflepuff. (laughs) I just have trust issues, I'm like, what? Now you trust me? And I just think everyone's too dumb to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Just Zoe things. Oh, that was bad. I don't think I've ever said anything that conceited before. So, what did we think of Fluffy? I just thought of it as a regular dog. Has three heads. Yeah, so... And here's where he identifies with Hagrid again. They're at Hogwarts. Is Juju Hagrid? <laughs> he loves Hagrid. I do. Hagrid's just like, oh, isn't Fluffy cute? And everyone's just like, no. What is that thing doing Fluffy's in school? Fluffy's adorable. I could not say Fluffy. I kept saying Cerberus. <laughs> Cerberus? A three-headed dog that guards Hades. No, I know what that okay. is. I remember just saying, like, Fluffy. Why would he name it Fluffy? Why would he name it Cerberus? That just makes more sense. And then I was just like, oh. Kind of shows how Zoe was when she was, you know, 11. I think it's just because Hagrid thinks animals are adorable, so he's like, oh, it's so fluffy, it's so cute. That is a great name for this three-headed dog. That is awesome. There's so much to cuddle. three heads. Yeah. You don't even like dogs. Who? You. But look at Fluffy. <laughs> look at Fluffy. It's like not wanting babies but liking children. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He is Hagrid. <laughs> so we encounter Quidditch, and I absolutely love how Harry gets on the team because Malfoy is just like, haha, you're gonna get expelled. Are you packing your bags? And he's just like, uh, actually, I'm the youngest seeker in a century. It's like my chipolata. <laughs> oh my god. I need to start using that as an insult to people. I absolutely love Quidditch. It's the action paced thing until we get into the later books, and it's just so happy and magical right now, and it gets so dark. <laughs> I know. Quidditch is awesome. It's the only sport I actually enjoy, and I don't know if it's because there's broomsticks or because there's actual violence. It's like rugby meets brooms. <laughs> Worse rugby. <laughs> Worse rugby? 
Rugby is probably one of the most violent sports out there. Rugby meets polo. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like rugby meets polo, but on broomsticks. It's ridiculous. And lacrosse. That's. Remember I showed you that picture of how yeah. I would play? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he sent me a picture of one of those stick horses and a cowboy hat. <laughs> and he's like, this is how I would play Quidditch. <laughs> In a cowboy hat and a horse? <laughs> he totally would, too. He'd be the muggle-born. He's like Dean <laughs> with his soccer. He would just have his cowboy hat and everyone would look at him like he's crazy. Okay, that just makes me think of Hocus Pocus when they ride the vacuums and stuff, yeah. bewitching like a little wooden riding horse and just riding that into Quidditch. He would try. He really would. I would. Well, like one of those things with muggle sports, as we'll say, you get fouled and it's like this whole big issue and people rig games all the time. And with Quidditch, it's you're out there and you're doing your thing. Even if you get fouled, it's not a big deal. It's you go on with the game. It is a harsh game. Oh, no one's died. In years. Someone got lost and turned up in the Sahara. I think that's what I like about it is it has this whole fuck the rules almost mindset to yeah. it. It's like the, the rules are these and then everything else is kind of fair game. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much every Weasley except for Percy was on the Quidditch team. Spoiler, yeah. by the way. You hear a lot about Charlie and Bill in the When they mention Charlie a lot, they keep saying Charlie Weasley couldn't have done even done that. Because like, he was the big, like, Quidditch star. Yeah, could have played for England if he hadn't gone off chasing dragons. Bill, he played Quidditch, but he was, he was like a mix between Charlie and Percy, but he was the medium. Yeah. He was the happy medium, where it was good, and he wasn't a dick. I think it'd be fun to play. I'd play a little rough position would you play if you were on the Quidditch team? Alright, I'm not too familiar with the positions. Okay, so the Keeper is the one that guards the post, the Seeker is the one that goes after the Snitch, which is the little golden ball that flies around and basically wins the game. And then there's the Chasers, which do the offense and defense of the game, and the Beaters, which are pure defense and <laughs> beat the ball towards the people. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> they knock the Bludgers towards the people. I would say the Chaser. Yeah, I would want to be a chaser. I want to be in the middle of the action and have all the, the plays and the technicals, and that's why I liked being the back and rugby. I want to be a beater. Are you a oh, beater? Yeah. I have a sadistic side. The chasers can fight too, right? Yeah. Yeah, everyone can fight. Yeah. The beaters just get to be a little more direct about it. It would be a toss-up probably between a seeker and a chaser. Seeker, because you want all the attention. Yes, I do. And the <laughs> adrenaline rush. She's daring enough. I like the idea of just kind of hanging out in the back and just getting to watch the game until I'm needed. <laughs> but chasers could be really fun because you can like get in there and elbow people and stuff. Yeah. I also don't like getting hurt. So I yeah. think... Who likes getting hurt? I don't know anyone that's like, oh, that's one of my favorite things to do. I don't even know where happened to these, but there is a home video where my sister was like, you guys crash and I'll play ambulance. And I very gently got off of my tricycle and laid on the ground versus my <laughs> other sister who like threw herself onto the concrete. Well, yeah, you didn't make it look real. The other thing about being a beater that appeals to me is being able to hurt people who are trying to hurt the people I like. That's something that she would want to do is protect. She's like the honey badger. Get away from my babies. Honey badger don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Hufflepuffs during a Quidditch game is like watching Canada be angry at people. <laughs> 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 oh, righto. Sorry, chaps. Didn't mean to elbow you there. Oh, I'm sorry you hit me. That is me. Oh, my God. That Would you like you. a donut? <laughs> eh? <laughs> I nicked it from the kitchen. <laughs> my freshman year of high school, we used to... I had this dick PE teacher. He thought I sucked at everything. And so when we did tennis, he thought I sucked at tennis. And so I kept nailing him in the head with the ball because I actually have really good aim with a tennis racket. And he'd be like, pay attention. And I'd be like, Sorry. 
<laughs> That's the best racial story I've ever heard. That is an awesome story. I love that. But I think I'd really enjoy pelting bludgers at people that I don't like. I personally believe younger Rachel was a Slytherin. Well, no, it's like, I'm a full-on Hufflepuff unless you piss me off. But that's how Hufflepuffs are. Yeah, so I'm like a honey badger. And when I go into honey badger mode, I go into Slytherin mode. All bets are off. Honey badger don't care. Have you ever pissed off a badger? They're freaking terrifying. Have you? No, but I've seen Fox and the Hound, and he was mean. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite scenes is when Harry encounters the Mirror of Irised. It does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. That's on the back of my new edition. I adore that quote. That is one of J.K. Rowling's favorite quotes. She was saying, you know, it's good to have dreams, and it's good to have those as motivation, but if you just think about those and don't do anything, then what's the point of them? And I love that about the series, really. I mean, Harry wants a family so bad, but wishing one hand and shit. But he does. He gets a family in the end, sort of. The Weasleys really adopt him throughout the entire series. I mean, they already have at this point. Parents of the Weasleys. Yes, yes but they are. they're Hufflepuff Weasley. Though, so I feel like your dad is Molly. Your dad is totally Molly. <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way possible. No, I can see it. Loving, caring, but if you piss him off, holy shit, watch out. Juge, did you notice that Ira said his desire backwards? No, I didn't. So if you read the... listening to it. If you read the inscription on the mirror backwards, it says, I show, was it, not your faith, but your, your heart's, heart's desire. desire. Oh, and so that's why okay. Harry sees his entire family, because he's never seen anything like that. I mean, all he has the jerseys. And then Ron sees him being the best out of everyone in his family, because he has to live up to five brothers. Four. Is it four? Yeah, five. Four. 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 Four? I can't math. There's seven There's kids, total. six boys, five brothers. Ginny yeah. has five brothers, yeah. George, Ginny okay. has six brothers, because there's seven of them, aren't there? Charlie, Bill, Percy, Fred, George... Wrong. You cannot lump the twins as one entity, as much as they are. This you can. No, you can't. So, what would you guys, what do you think you'd see in the mirror? Zoe looked in this mirror, she would see me. <laughs> oh, God. Heather, what would you see in the mirror of Iris? Oh, God, I don't know. Let me think on, let me think about this for a second. Yeah, I should have thought about this, I should have realized that. Jewish, what would you see, besides me? <laughs> me. You totally as what? Him. Just him. He's... He's perfectly uh, happy. Oh, gosh. I don't know. What's your deepest desire? I see myself with socks. <laughs> right? Let's get deep here, people. Holy crap. I see myself as a librarian helping a nonprofit agency or on a cruise ship retired after helping a nonprofit agency. <laughs> Hell yeah. And... No, that's my plan. <laughs> I don't think you guys understand. No, I want to do that, too. I love that idea. I see myself with lots of film awards, a huge variety behind me, and a large pile of money, and dogs, and other animals, and not a kid in sight. And Patrick's around. In the corner somewhere? <laughs> He's counting our millions. <laughs> <laughs> Make it rain. So, have you seen Breaking Bad? No. Laying down in the bed of dollars? Ooh, that's a good one. I was just going to be Heisenberg without dying. I don't know how I feel That'd about cool. that. <laughs> Can we, can we not? I'd rather not have the whole anti-hero drug dealer thing going on there. Not on your cruise ship. <laughs> Do you realize what you can buy if you're a drug kingpin like Heisenberg? Yeah, you can also die. I said without the dying part. It makes sense in my head. <laughs> this is a total Gryffindor thing. Oh my gosh. Rachel, what would you see? I'd be, okay, so I'd probably see myself with my soulmate. 
and I'd be a midwife, and I'd be helping people and making a difference. And this is getting so Hufflepuff, but I'd be happy, and everyone around me would be happy. That's very nice of you. Aww. I'm not happy when unless my friends are happy, so... Way to make me look like an asshole. I just thought of the Mean Girls girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to build a cake with rainbows and smile. <laughs> it's so true. I just want everyone to get along. <sighs> Alright, thanks for listening to page 394. You can subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at page394podcast. Next time we will be covering chapters 13 through 17 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That will be the last installment of the Sorcerer's Stone. We'll be moving on to the Chamber of Secrets. We'll have another guest probably next time. Maybe Heather, maybe Patrick, maybe both. Who knows? Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.